Welcome to the Mrs. Podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the diversity of experiences in Black womanhood. From education to spirituality, we will discuss topics relevant to Black women in today's society. I'm Miss Lavender, and I'll be joined by my guest co-host, Miss Pastel. Welcome to the show. So thank you so much, Miss Pastel, for, for being here. We really appreciate your um, participation, uh, participation. <laughs> um, pardon. So, um, so for the, like for current events, we just have a couple things, um, two very, very important sort of topics. The first is um, what we're living through right now. Um, we're living through the winter storm apocalypse is what I like to call it. Um, Snowmageddon, uh, you know, the winter, winter is here. Um, you know, we're living frozen. through that right now. <laughs> I've been calling frozen. it frozen, frozen oh, yes. uh, 3.5. <laughs> yes, we're uh, frozen. So um, for those of you who are not in Texas, um, this starting last Sunday, I think Sunday, Sunday night, one, Monday morning, um, we had a, like a polar vortex event kind of come through the state of Texas. It basically demolished our power grid. And so, um, most of the state has been, um, without power for a bunch of the week. Right now, um, Ms. Pastel and I were in the Houston area and, We've been without power. We have a boil water notice, which for those of you who don't know, boil water notice is your local government saying, hey girl, uh, don't drink that tap water just in case. (laughs) So you must boil this because- You have to boil it to make sure that you don't get sick. Right, the water PSI is past the point of filtering out bacteria. So for those of you that need a point of reference for that, which right. this may or may not be politically correct, but think about what's happening in Flint, Michigan, where they need bottled water right. because the right. access to the water is dangerous. That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. So, And on top of all of that, mm-hmm. on top of the no power, um, no water or having to boil water, there's COVID which is, you know, still happening. For we're still that. in the middle of a pandemic. We're still in the middle of a panorama, <laughs> pandemic, whatever you want to call it, where that starts with P. Um, and for, for people who are just doing basic business or just trying to survive, um, things are not coming in and out of the state fast mm-hmm. enough, soon enough, quick enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, we're in, we're we're in a we're in a pandemic. That's yep. the, the other thing that's just it's yeah. a lot. But we're Texans are strong strong people, strong stock. Um, mm. And for those that are like living in the East Coast, no offense or anything, but this is pretty serious for us. We don't get snow. That's right. not something that we get often. It's something we wish for. Um, right. I will never wish for snow again. <laughs> just because it's cute or whatever thought. but it's not it was right for it was me still cute, but <laughs> not no not for me I think all of the kids probably really loved it I loved seeing the photos of kids making yeah. snowmen and yeah. snow angels and um yeah just knowing that you were gonna have like a few days off of school um is always like a great 
a great feeling for a kid, but right when you add to all of the other issues that no one even thought would happen, um, it's been a lot. Um, major shout out to Mattress Mac, Joel Osteen, always, um, always the Astros. Mac. The H-E-B. guy that runs H-E-B. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, H-E-B family, uh, Kroger. Uh, H-E-B's are, are the grocery store that could literally run for governor and would it, win. They could run this state as far as <laughs> The I'm entity concerned. that is H-E-B, which is the gro- grocery store chain, could yep. run for governor. And uh, between, uh, it would be between H-E-B and like Whataburger. Like I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, a major shout out to Whataburger for being one of the only <laughs> restaurants that had power. Um, yeah, I also want to give like a slight major shout out to Bush International Airport for uh, letting us know what was going on with some of our the people in power here leaving this Ooh, state. Let's get uh, into it. To let's go to Cancun. Drag him. Drag him. Drag him, Miss <laughs> Festam. Tell the people what's, what happened. Okay, what happened. so Ted Cruz, um, Republican, you, many senator, of us, senator uh, sometimes also <laughs> called the Unabomber, um, if you really like go down with everything. But uh, I thought it was the Zodiac Killer. Oh, the Zodiac Killer. You're right. The Zodiac <laughs> Killer. That, that's it. Sorry. Allegedly. Like, allegedly. Um, he's 50 years old, so I don't know if the timing of all of that is correct. <laughs> probably off, but it's fine. Probably <laughs> severely off. But this man who has pursued a illustrious political career um decided to take air quote on this take his uh assist with taking his family his daughters Mm -hmm. to cancun in the midst of this snow apocalypse um Mm -hmm. literally when we didn't have any power he had no power he had no power and he was like you know what my daughter is off school she and her friends want to go to cancun i mean why not cancun is beautiful it's warm he said um they have power they had electricity it's the beach right i haven't haven't thought about cancun that much since mtv's spring break um (laughs) which has been a very long time ago um but yeah i i Oh, it is his business. I do agree with that. But in the midst of this whole state, not just Houston or Dallas or Austin or El Paso, like this whole state has been under this, this, this electrical grid and and everything that's going on. And, um, you know, you know, less than a month ago, people thought, you know, with what happened on January 6th, the insurrection, he may have had some part in that. You would think Mm -hmm. as a Senator, you'd want to lie low, but no, right. Um, I do understand wanting to make sure that your family gets there safely, but your suitcase was so thick. Right. <laughs> like it, was a, it was extended. It was. I'm like, not, I'm not buying. I'm not picking up what he's, he was putting down. I think yeah. that's bullshit. He got yeah. caught. People were ragging on him on Twitter for literally 24 hours. Cause yeah, I thought when it was, it, a trending topic. when it was, when it first came out, I was like, I sent off my little tweet. I was like, LOL, he needs to resign. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no one, everyone, <laughs> everyone in Texas wants to go to Cancun at this point. Like everyone wants to go to anywhere. Cancun. Ted, me. but <laughs> Ted, as the U.S. senator from our Texas, that's in like in distress. Yeah, how, it was like a bad. How move. dare you, like, bro? Bad like, move. What? 
Yeah, I'm totally sure Sylvester Turner wanted to get the hell up out of here. Like I Sylvester am, Turner, Lena Hidalgo, they've been like they've been on like it. Running since this it country. Began. They've been running it. Yeah. Even Greg Abbott, like I, has, was I here. Know, I don't he was here. <laughs> He's not yes, my favorite thing, but he was here. He was, he was here. here. He was talking. He was trying. I mean, was it's he? the buck. I mean, not I feel really. Like a lot of it was. A lot of it's, it's like the buck fault. stops here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's not my fault. Was... Like, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it off onto other people. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of I'm gonna pass it off. Slash, you can't like the Green New Deal is terrible. It's like that's not even yeah. what happened here. Yeah, That's not even... well, there's way more than that. It's not just that. It's like Texas always wanting to be like when people think of Texas, people that are not from here, people not from the states. This really is the Wild Wild West. Like this really is like a with our cowboy, with our power grid, yeah. <laughs> cowboy, like we're all the Yosemite Sams of the world, and like the rest mm-hmm. of the world with the Bugs Bunnies, and we're definitely gonna we're gonna shoot you, we're gonna kill you. Like that is the type of lawlessness that happens. I think the crux or the ruse of it all to me is that I heard last night that he and the whole family left, but they left their dog Snowflake behind. They left their dog in that freezing <laughs> their house. Their dog named Snowflake. So, so I'm like, I don't, who was watching your dog? Why couldn't Snowflake go to Cancun too? Snowflake <laughs> was left to fend for itself. And I feel really bad. They were like, you know, you remind us of, of what's going on and we have to leave you. I mean, Snowflake may have been in a, in a luxurious pet hotel, but I mean, when you go someplace and it's like, you're trying to get out, you don't know how long you were going to be in Cancun. Um, take the dog. People leave all the time on vacations, but like, take it, take the dog. Uh, they could have, yeah, they, they, they left it there. They didn't yeah. put it in a, in a, pet hotel they left no, it in the probably house. not i feel like uh so That's so sad it's it's really sad it's a poodle and poodles are kind of shaky and you know need love <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i'm just like this yeah. poor little dog is like what's going on i'm traumatized too mom and dad <laughs> so yeah. yeah i mean when i was so during the whole like over so it got like the temperatures here got down to like in the teens yeah and so I was so like because I have my cat and I was worried I was like I need to bundle him you know he's an indoor cat but I was like I need to bundle him up because it's gonna be so cool because we don't we don't allow him to come into like our bedroom so um so we moved his little bed onto the couch and like I added like like layers of like yeah, I just no, gave like, him my um some some of my old clothes because he that's what he likes. So I gave him some of my old clothes and like bundled him up like a child because I was so worried. Of yeah, course I didn't. Like, no, we did. We did the same. Like everybody in our neighborhood, all the pets came in. They yeah. got let out every once in a while to like go pee and kind mm-hmm. of explore the snow. But we did the same thing. Like we bundled up our cats. Um, warm they did not like it but that was such Mm -hmm. as life I I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be responsible for their pets are children like for people that don't have kids um and even when you do have kids they're an extension of you and that's that's to me the part that's like my god and this man is trying to run for president you've Uh, lost that 
He better not. Yeah. Just, he better not. He's such I mean, a, but it shows so that embarrassing. you do, you're like, yeah, that's really what it is. It's like, we don't, Texas doesn't need any more embarrassment. No, we don't. <laughs> like, we really don't. No. To have that. Um, the one thing that I love about this state is when things happen, we really do help each other. Yeah. Out. One yeah. thing that's great. Like, I agree. No yeah. matter where you live in this state, um, even though some parts of the state are better than others, um, personal opinion. Sure. Uh, oh, Houston. Um, <laughs> we always help each other out. So like whether it's, you know, trying to find water, trying to find gas, telling people what's open. Right. You know, right. neighbors helping neighbors sharing blankets providing resources h-e-b uh, h-e-b you know, you know mattress back there's just always mm-hmm. warming centers there it's not just about like giving money it's about you know taking care of our own and i think all states do that but we do that really well because we've always had to do that yeah but in the 30 years of like something like this happening for someone who's supposed to love this state and represent this state really well it's just Politically, I think it was probably, it's disastrous. I don't know how you come back <laughs> from this. And then the the interviews yeah. doubled down on it several times. Like, it was like, you might as well be the Justin Timberlake of your time and release an iOS press Oof. release. Like, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I, it may, it, sorry, it, I hurt your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but dude, you're the parent. Like, I don't care how old your daughter is. And I do get it to your business. And maybe you already had planned the trip beforehand or it was, you know. I just, I'm offended that he threw his family under the bus because yeah. he this was going down. The first to, time he's done that. He was going down to Cancun to hang out. Yeah. Period. That's what he was doing. And right. he, he's like, oh, my daughter's like, blah, blah. We, that's bullshit. Like matter. I can smell it coming through the TV, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she She's also a child. Like, so sh- how does she get to dictate it, ha- what how y'all do in the household? Say, Sorry, like. For the week. What bruh, I don't understand. Whatever. I could never. Can you imagine? My parents would be like, what in the Sam Hill? <laughs> what? No, you, can't, uh, who, who's, you got Cancun money? Like <laughs> you got Cancun money. It's exactly right. That's exactly. This isn't right. like can we go to McDonald's and hungry? Money. This is like who has Cancun money? Oh my gosh. So yeah. Um, for you know, it's just it's a rough situation, and I think the last time I checked the Houston Chronicle, and this the number could have gone up, but I think twenty five. It was like a reported twenty five deaths as a result of this and so it's really we're laughing at ted cruz but um it's really a it's a it's a sad unfortunate situation completely could have been prevented um if the the folks who were responsible for monitoring our power system or actually you know what it's not them it's actually the legislators if the legislators had voted to to um make winterizing our you know the power generators and like the power the the ways that they yeah the different types of systems that we use to generate power if they if those were winterized this could have been like that would have prevented this from happening but right because let's be honest because the republicans they don't like regulation because it's I i don't know it gets in the way of of them making money yeah 
Um, because of that, we are now in the situation that we're in right now. People have to boil waters. Families, you know, are going cold. There's a I there's another article like an 11 year old boy was found dead by his mother because he froze to death. Like because yeah. of because because we don't value life as much as we value, you know, some like a l- couple extra bucks on, you know, every kilowatt, you know? Right. That's ultimately right. kind of, it's, that's what happened. So it's just, it's really sad. And um, those of us who we have, you know, those of us who have the ability to affect, you know, who gets elected, like we need to, you know, use that power pretty seriously. And it's just, this could have been, this could have been. So yes, for the people that have the ability to vote once it's time to vote, um, Ted Cruz just got reelected. So it's going to be some time before we can do anything. But if he tries to run for president um, again in, you know, a few years, don't forget this. Don't forget this. Um, and if it's if it's possible, if he runs and makes it kind of far, if he can't get, keep his seat, we should definitely look into that for any of the bills that I know that Sylvester Turner and others yeah. have tried to pass and they've died um, yeah. in Austin. We need to relook at that. We need to rethink that. Exactly. Um, yeah. Because hurricane season's coming up. That's right. It's not too far from now. It really isn't. It's not. So that's another... Nope time frame that we have to think about possibly losing power and then you have the opposite where it's hot it's very very hot Mm -hmm. you don't have power Mm -hmm. um yeah oh it's a mess um so i will there are some organizations that have been kind of helping on the ground Uh, i'm going to gather that info and i'm going to put that um, i'll put some links in the show notes for the episode so folks can if you want to donate, um, you can donate to those organizations. Yeah. Or, um, shop locally. That's another thing that helps a lot of local Texas companies have been giving 50% or more of their proceeds to the state. Um, so like, for example, I've gotten a few emails from like Kendra Scott, where they're donating half of the sales, their local Austin company, um, to Kovas, they make, um, cowboy boots and cowboy hats and other leather goods. Um, I believe the Papa's franchise, mm. uh, the Lucille's franchise. Mm-hmm. There've just been a lot of restaurants and Texas businesses, kind of HEB, that have been helping mm-hmm. with all of this, uh, Kroger included. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can, you know, purchase anything that mm-hmm. could help, that's another small step too, if, if money's tight. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Good. All right. So, um, we're going to talk about one more kind of current event. Um, this is the, this has been the event of the social medias, um, for sure. But, um, uh, Miss Tessica, AKA Gorilla Glue Girl had her, she got the, uh, so those of you who don't know about Gorilla Glue Girl, it's, she's been a trending topic on, um, Twitter and Instagram for sure. But there's a, a, a woman who um, she was trying to get those edges laid and she ran out of her hair glue. Um, her got to be, I think it's got to be glue. Got to be, yeah. Yeah. 
instead of, uh, so she ran out. And so she wanted her edges laid and she used Gorilla Glue instead. And so for those of you who don't know what Gorilla Glue is, Gorilla Glue is like the strongest adhesive like, agent yeah. possible. Like it's- You can use you, it for furniture. You use you it for use furniture it. and yeah. for like household like things. Um, you you use it if you want something to stick together permanently. And right. so she used the spray on her hair and and then uh, she couldn't wash it out like she thought she could. And so- um, It's also waterproof. <laughs> Gorilla Goose, some yeah. of the Gorilla Goose are waterproof, so. So, yeah. she had a, a month-long, at least a month-long kind of ordeal where her hair was glued permanently to itself and to her head, and so she kind of posted that on social media, it went viral on social media, and, um, you know, thankfully got the notice of uh, a, like a plastic surgeon in California. He was, he's actually a black guy, a black cla uh, plastic surgeon. Um, and he developed a method to kind of, to remove the um, glue from her head or to, to kind of get the, get the glue out and to kind of let, like get, get it out. So enough so that she, but she still had the kind of the hair on her head. Right. Because so. that was a huge thing. I was thinking, my God, the only thing that I could think of would be I, you may not have hair anymore. Girl, which I was like, possibly grow back, but I don't know. Yeah, I was like, are they going to have to, how, how far down they're going to have to scrape is what I was thinking about. Like, yeah, there was, I did not think this story was going to have a happy ending in the beginning. I, I was either. like, I thought I this didn't was either. a joke in the beginning because I, know that if I was out of like molding mud or got to be or a gorilla mm -hmm. snot which is the other thing that some people use or just which I didn't even know was a thing but I yeah that just, that name is so incredibly gross, right? unfortunate yeah, like, yeah I, like that's another thing it's so important. I didn't know what it was I didn't know that that was a thing and I'm I wish I still didn't know what it was because that's <laughs> it's still gross but anyway it's go just ahead. a matter of like <laughs> Was this also kept in the bathroom, like next to the got oh. to be? Because I thought maybe she didn't know what she was using. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. when she explained the story, like later, yeah. she said that, you know, they were going to the lake and she had to keep her edges because she didn't want her hair to get wet and her hair to get messed up. Um, and she ran into the kitchen and on top of the refrigerator, there was like a quick fix solution. And, and that was the, the Gorilla Glue. Um, and she was like, you know what? I can just put this on my head real quick. And then when I get home, I can just take this out. Mm -hmm. um, she went through like her normal hair routine and thinking, okay, this will be fine. I guess she had fun at the lake. And then when she got home, couldn't uh, it out. she couldn't get it out. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she compared it to a shower curtain, you know, where the water just slips Oof. off the shower curtain. Yes. And it like wasn't coming out. Um, and I don't think she told anybody for a while, like in her family for a while, because she thought like, you know, I, you just don't want to panic. Yeah. I, yeah. You don't want to panic. Yeah. Um, and then she did go to the hospital at one point. Um, yeah. But the process of whatever adhesive they, whatever they were using to remove it mm -hmm. was 
like was burning yeah um and so i know the acetone that acetone so yeah like nail polish remover for those of you guys that don't know what that is that is not fun Mm -hmm. um and so the doctor that was able to do it he did it for free Um, yeah he did the kindness of his heart and Mm -hmm. it took a few hours and he his solution did have some acetone in it but not as strong as i guess what was in the hospital so this bless 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 yeah this is just a lot of people thought she might have been doing this for clout um before she she seemed in she seemed like she was in distress you know yeah like yeah i i feel like worst case scenario no hair and or you had to rock this look forever you know right like yeah i was i was concerned about like because you know of course, looking on social media, you're kind of seeing what other people were saying. And then, you know, people were talking about like, you know, it could have, the glue could have gotten down to, you know, into the pores, you know, yeah. her, her follicles. And, and so I'm thinking, you know, of course, I'm thinking a little hypochondriac me was thinking worst case scenario, like, it's gonna seep into her skull. And yeah, <laughs> it's gonna kill her brain. So I'm thinking worst case scenario. But he, the doctor was able to get it out and, you know, Tessica kind of updated us and she had a new haircut and she, so he was able to preserve her hair, which, you know, the most important thing was that her life was saved and, you know, there's, there doesn't appear to be, she doesn't appear to be kind of, um, you know, like super like damaged, if right. That, I don't know if that makes sense, but she doesn't. No, like, that makes sense. Like tra- she's yeah. like traumatized from. Yeah, she's she's not like, uh, just um, like not not uh, irre- irrevocably irrevocably harmed. I think. Yes. Um, yes. So. So and then um, she did raise some money on GoFundMe, but she um, donated like most, if not all of that money that she, or a lot of the money that she raised, she donated to, um, to like a, a charity that, that does help with folks who need, um, plastic surgery due to, right. um, you know, whatever reasons. And so, um, so it turned out well, it was a happy ending. Yeah. yeah. The, the one thing for me is that, um, this could have been, like the way that it was told the parts and pieces that we got it's it's almost was like a human think piece or um I I guess I would I kind of compared it to humans of New York kind of like how they do their multi-stories on Instagram and you're like oh my god I need to read the rest of the story I must know more about what's going on mm-hmm. um and I hope that you know if she does decide to pursue a career in Hollywood which some people were thinking and some people were saying that um it's not just based on a black woman's pain. Like I hope that, you know, she's, yeah, this, this awkward and terrible thing happened to her, but she's okay. And she didn't use it to like, to go down the path of like, I hope that if she makes it in Hollywood, it's off of her merits and not just this experience. And I hope that, you know, if, if it is off of this experience, she doesn't let herself get played by them. Um, I hope not. Or, or she may just pursue to just continue living her life. I also hope her fiance and her have a wonderful wedding. Um, oh, and, I didn't know that. 
I hope that like she gets a lifetime supply of got to be lifetime supply. <laughs> like, so that there's no other, no other chance. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> no other chance. I mean, the, 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 the thing that was baffling to me is that there are other people, hairstylists that came out some, not a lot, but there were some that have that use Gorilla Glue on people. No. Yes. No. Yes. Well, but you saw it even in Houston. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I, my, no, I own several cans of got to be in different, like an, the aerosol. There's like a kind of a, a, a like a cream the, to know that there are some people that use Gorilla Glue and there was a stylist in Houston and I hope that that was a joke because I saw it on TikTok so I'm not 100% oh, um, but there are some people that that do use it and so I'm like I hope that you stop using it uh, Gorilla Glue did release a statement that um, well it was unfortunate what happened to Tessica their product is not for um, for hair and or you know non-adhesive purposes SNL had a very funny skit last week with Regina King. Um, oh no, I see. Glue. Okay, okay. So I I missed that one. I wanted to watch it. I'm gonna have to go watch it probably today. <laughs> I if you guys want to see what people also could use Gorilla Glue for? Um, oh they God. had a great skit about that. Um, don't use Gorilla Glue for any of the. Don't use anything for any for, you know, the for the for random purposes. Like use a product for what it's for. Right. Um, so yes, yes. So the, in, uh, all in all, um, happy ending. It was a good ending for Tessica. Please only use Gorilla Glue for stated purposes. Like you need to fix some furniture. Uh, don't use yeah. it on your person. Specifically wood, wood products. Yes. <laughs> Who would, especially, it's like, it's a, it's a sealant. It is not, oh, gosh. not like duct tape. Uh, okay. Well, good luck to Tessica and yes. her, her family. God bless them. And I think it's, I think it's very, it's good of her to have donated to charities. So definitely. Um, all right, Miss Pastel. So for our, kind of main topic today we wanted to do a little a little um chit chat about um Netflix's Bridgerton yes so um Bridgerton a Netflix original it's a Shondaland production thank you very much um so I was going to say in like in honor of Black History Month, we're going to review a, a Shondaland production. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that that's... No, that's perfect. That's a stretch, it's girl, February. That's a stretch. I mean, we're going to get into it. We're going to okay. get into anyway. it. Um, anyway, so just a little, little joke there. Um, <laughs> so Bridgerton. Okay. What, Miss Pastel, please share. What were your, what are some like initial thoughts about um about the show kind of first reactions um so how did you how did you kind of feel overall and then we can from there we can kind of deep dive into different parts 
Okay. So Miss Lavender, originally I binged the hell out of Bridgerton. Um, mm. It came out on Christmas day. Uh, Christmas looked a lot different this year. So woke up, up in presents, called family. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what? This show's on. It's a Regency period. I, I love Regency period. Same. Historical drama, Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shonda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I watched it all in one, in one night, morning or mm-hmm. day. Um, Didn't originally I... Yeah, I, I like to bench things. Well, you guys will learn that about me as the podcast goes on. <laughs> I will delay a one or two episode weekly show just to let it kind of build up. Um, but originally my thoughts were, this is this is kind of amazing just to, to see, you know, different races of people, black and white, kind of co-mingling in this, you know, 19th century 18th century, 19th century society um, in England, in Bath. I I believe it was Bath. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as I kind of kept watching, um, I definitely, there were like personalities of certain, of some of the characters that I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Mm -hmm. Um, I also really just could not figure out who Lady Whistledown, I mean, I know it's Julie Andrews, but I was like not the biggest Gossip Girl fan, but when I found out for her Gossip Girl who Gossip Girl was, I was like so disappointed. So this time okay. I was like, I'm going to pay attention to all of the clues and really figure out who this is. And then when I found out, I was like, I did not see that coming. Mm. This mm. was not, this was not, I mean, I didn't see that. Um, okay. I love Okay, the- so just- Spoiler alert, FYI. We're going yes, to talk about spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> all the, put all yeah. the, don't listen to this if yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. want to know what happened. Yeah. Okay. But, but what did you think, Miss Lavender? Like, yeah, I think. Originally, because. Kinda... Go ahead, go ahead. I know you hadn't watched it and we were, we were like, watch Bridgerton. And you were like, okay, I guess, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, like you, I am a, I'm a huge kind of British Regency literature kind of buff. So um love I love a Jane Austen. Um I'm a fan of you know some Brontes. And so um so I guess I don't know why I, I'm not sure why I put it off. I think I, I saw stuff on social media and I think that maybe influenced my decision to like postpone watching it yeah. um, until recently. So, but that was silly. That was, that was really silly. I shouldn't have done that because I did enjoy it. And yeah. um, so I, before we, like when we were talking about topics and I was like, um, one of the things that I really enjoyed was the the six hour um, rendition of Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth from oh you know whatever <laughs> like the, that water scene the nineties or whatever nineties um, I or the eighties or whatever whatever was filmed like I I lived for that give me all you know six t- v- VHS yep. tapes give me all of them I love it. Um, And so this was kind of like, I was like, oh, why did I wait? Because I, you know, you love this stuff. (laughs) Like, of course. 
So, um, so I enjoyed it. Uh, beautiful gowns, beautiful uh, gowns, gorgeous gowns, gorgeous jewelry. Um, just the cinematography itself was very delightful. Um, beautiful people. We're going to get into that. Oh. Um, and um, so the mister actually watched most of it with me and he nice. really enjoyed the, um, the, like the string. Um, Vitamin string quartet. The string quartet renditions of the, you know, pop songs. He really enjoyed that aspect and I thought it was pretty cool too. So, um, and then I guess just from, so yeah, so those, those are my kind of initial reactions. So, um, so that was, that's kind of like surface level stuff. I know Miss Pastel, you had some, <laughs> you had some kind of deeper thoughts that you wanted to, to kind of dive into. So why don't you yeah. share those? So I, I guess I have to start this off with, um, I was a history major in college and my period of time that I studied under um, was this period of time. So a lot of the things that I was watching in the show, um, it was hard for me not to not to think about this when I was watching. And, and uh, Miss Lavender and I, we were talking about this before we started actually recording this episode where, you know, I don't want to be too nitpicky because I really did like it. I, I love most of the stuff that Shonda comes up with. Her mind is so creative mm -hmm. um, and we needed something different. And Disney could have had this if they just would have given her her passes. But Oof. we will uh, not lost. go down that route <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> but I guess I, I guess I should start with um, Queen Charlotte and King George III. So mm -hmm. um, it is true that Queen Charlotte, um, or as I affectionately call her, Miss Snuff, because she was in real life addicted to snuff, which is just dried tobacco. A lot of people did think that was cocaine, but no, it was just dried tobacco. To be honest, um, when she did that, I was like, "She's my girl's doing coke." <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone daylight. thought. <laughs> everyone thought um, they in history they actually called her Queen Snuff, and it was believed that she had a whole room dedicated to tobacco. Mm. Um, because that's how much she was addicted to it. She loved it. Mm. Um, I, she was biracial. There are some, you know, stories that refuse, they don't call it that at that time, but that's what she was. Um, mm -hmm. she and King George III were married for, um, a long time. I think definitely almost like 60 years and they both lived to be in their like seventies and eighties. So they well outlived what normal people would live in that time frame, it's, even if you were wealthy, that that part was very true. They had mm -hmm. 15 children. I mean, like how um, that within yeah. itself was a thing. And she yeah. did help to, you know, very much of what happened in Bridgerton uplift other blacks in society. I, be I definitely believe she had that power to influence people. She was a queen in name. It, it really did come from her marrying her husband, King George, who did go mad. Um, he did have a blood disorder and I think he would have had mod modern day, um, he would have been diagnosed with, as being bipolar. Um, mm -hmm. So we did see a little bit of that in the show where, you know, he was, he saw one of their children who had died and was kind of going crazy and mm -hmm. you know, needed to be restrained. And 
um, he outlived her by a year. Um, but one thing that I, I, that kind of did bother me was, um, I don't want to call it anti-blackness because it's not what it is. It's more of, we all know how every, these families made their money. It was definitely off of the transatlantic slave trade. Um, right. I think you can definitely watch shows and, and not have that going in the back of your mind. I know that that's mm-hmm. something that people always say, black people always want to bring up race and, and it's a little important just going off of some of the characters, um, especially when you think of Marina um, and everything that happened to her, you know, her falling in love with this guy and he's gone off to the, a war in Spain and she mm-hmm. winds up pregnant and it's got that whole single mother vibe, but mm-hmm. her father sends her off with this wealthy family mm-hmm. who, you know, owe him a favor, which we don't know what that favor is, but maybe we can assume what it is. And that family chooses to, you know, belittle her because of the position that she's in. Well, at least the mother does. Well, the mother, well, no, they all do um, to a degree. Um, I don't want to get off into like the whole paper bag test, but that Mm. is involved pretty heavily with a lot of people were like, why couldn't there be any dark skinned black people or like why did the couples have to be interracial um yeah why is that a thing that is what shonda always gives us so when you go shonda to always shonda gives role, us an interracial couple um <laughs> and you can't be upset <laughs> if you've seen at least one episode of scandal oh, wait yeah i was gonna say Grey's anatomy girl Grey, that's what we, we got get. grays we got scandal we got how to get away with murder how to get away with murder like station Sandra 19 will I don't, give us I don't like that show at all I don't if like nothing it, else she's gonna give us an interracial we're gonna uh, get an interracial couple um, um <laughs> we got a very strong handsome african-american male simon bassett or the duke is like um, will is the boxer those of you that like might not remember who people's names are he was the boxer and simon's like therapist um yeah will's yeah. life i mean he had a risky life being a boxer in that time um very dangerous yeah um not not illegal but some of the fighting that he did those those underground matches were probably illegal um i don't he was he decided to like really gamble on the last boxing um bet and tried to up i mean his whole thing was about uplifting his family um and it was almost interesting his relationship with Simon because Simon is now this Duke um, yeah, who's, you know, struggling to be in this relationship with this woman that he's like has made a bet with, but like doesn't really love her, but then grows to love her and, and has this past with his father and all of that that's going on. But their relationship, it was very much like upstairs, downstairs. And I didn't want to see it that way, but I did. Mm-hmm. And a part of me felt like, well, if Simon wasn't struggling, we wouldn't know about Will <laughs> or Will wouldn't be like, they were friends, but yeah, it was like, I hated that. I hated that. I saw that, which mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of wanted more, but, but then I think of like characters like Lady Danbury, who is just a vamp. She is the dowager queen to me. She, yes, she is amazing. Yes. She's truly amazing. Um, yes. At everything first, that she I was, was able like, to do. 
at first I went like the first episode or so first couple episodes or whatever I was like she's kind of a bully and then yeah. I was like and then and then as we kept like what like kept watching and we saw her uh, and then she kind of shared about well, well the episode where she takes Simon under her wing and like yeah she's you know, he's, a, he's her mother ward. kind of yeah um and then I was like oh okay like she and then she kind of explains her story and why she's so vivacious and kind of in your face a little bit and I was yeah. like okay oh oh I love her like oh yeah she yeah. she is the dowager she is um, everything you know <laughs> I lady. just want a whole story about her she's yeah she's wonderful she's wonderful I love her so much um so I so I thought so here's what I I I can't remember which episode it was either about it was about episode four at first as I was kind of watching the show I was like oh this is gonna be I thought it was just gonna be like a period drama like a period piece and Mm -hmm. so and so I was kind of looking at it because it was it had those notes because um Daphne who's the who's the main uh um she's the protect the woman the female protagonist right is um you know it was kind of her kind of butting heads with her brother kind of girl power e you know mm-hmm. and then about episode four I was like oh no this is not uh, this is not an Jane Austen type of film not at all this is uh and then I I listed all of the authors I was like this is a or the ones that came to mind this is a Julie Garwood Amanda Quick Joanna Lindsay live action live action yeah and then when I when that clicked I was like oh I'm I'm looking at a romance live action novel not yep. a, like this is not a Jane. These Austen. are one of those. This is a Harlequin romance this that Harlequin. you would buy. And then <laughs> I got, I think I got into it even more because I was like, yes, I know exactly what's gonna happen. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read me, all of these books. <laughs> for me, these were the things that I I read the most in college that I was shamed. I used to like wrap the they were paperback books, but I would wrap them. You put them in. A I would like hide them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need people to see that I was like reading these on the quad. Like, like this is a lot. I, I personally, um, I know exactly which episode that you're talking about. I love Benedict Bridgerton, the second brother. Um, actually I want to like go back like a bit, Mm -hmm. but all of the Bridgertons, uh, their names are all alphabetical they're in alphabetical order by like age that's and and who they are like anthony is the oldest the son the viscount benedict Mm -hmm. this colin is the traveler daphne is the duchess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. eloise um i can't remember what she did (laughs) francesca is the countess who was there in the beginning there at the end and then like we didn't hear about her because she's in another book and then the two baby children, Gregory and Hyacinth. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if uh, they just couldn't remember which child was which. <laughs> and so they're all alphabetical, but you I don't know if don't anyone else noticed name, that. Just say A, B, C. Okay. But A, B, C, D, E, F, <laughs> G, H. That's how many children they had. Um, hilarious. Yeah, so 
Benedict was probably, he's my second favorite. Eloise being, I call her Emily Dickinson. She is the Emily Dickinson. That's what I, yes. That's the writer feminist, best Mm -hmm. friend of Penn, who, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert, is Lady Whistledown. Mm -hmm. Um, Benedict, the second brother who doesn't know his place, who definitely is bisexual. Um, He's very yeah. open-minded yeah. and like aware of He's his the artist, the art, the tortured soul mm-hmm. um, who has the luxury of not having to decide who he has to be because of Anthony, right? the eldest who makes poor choices with women. Um, mm-hmm. But I, his, I was like, I want to know more about Benedict and to find out that season two is about Anthony. I, I'm like, okay, I guess. But Benedict to me was just like the relationship between, I think, was it like Granville, the painter who was gay, Mm -hmm. who's really gay, but we'll say he's bisexual because Mm -hmm. that just wasn't a thing in that. That wasn't open and out. That bohemian lifestyle just wasn't, if you want to see that, go watch Moulin Rouge. Like that wasn't a, this kind of free love that hadn't really hit society in that in that manner and to still be so to have so much privilege and be aware of where you came from and like this being thrust upon you of like taking care of your family after your father has died and knowing that you know you're second in line but if something goes wrong with your brother it's all you so the freedom of 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 being an artist and not going into like law or being a duke or what else did men do at that time? You, you, you're not, you don't have a trade or, right. or, you know, you're doing art. Like what, like what? Yeah. Um, that's not a, not a thing. I love the relationship he has with Eloise, um, who's a writer definitely right. ahead of her time. And she's a modern day Sherlock Holmes too. Um, <laughs> I just, I had to, I loved a her. Contemporary just, Sherlock contemporary Holmes. Contemporary Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> she refuses to be that that I think she has a quote that I wrote down that I really love like why would a woman want to draw more notice to the fact that she's like a bird squawking for a man's attention in some bizarre ritual mm-hmm. like she refuses this she wants to be out in society but like by her own choice she would love to go to college which at that time did not accept women um she has all these radical thoughts she's definitely a feminist she mm-hmm. does is not really into the drama with Lady Whistledown. She'll read it and be in the room, but she she if she could go off and change the world by pen and be that independent woman at that time, she totally could because she had the financial sure. backing to do so. Sure. Um, yeah. I love their dynamic. I love them like smoking outside together. And I thought that when I first saw that, I was like, "LOL." First of all, how old is this child? Right. Secondly, it's this is this is really funny that she's she's on a swing smoking and her brothers join her. I mean, she's the fifth. So, and if Anthony is like eighteen, you know, then and Daphne's out in society. Like they had set ages for all of that, mm. but I couldn't I couldn't like mentally. I'd have to like go dig stuff up, and I was like, I'm well, not we did. I was as I was watching. I did the like. I did the calculations on the, the actors themselves yeah. and how they were. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is, she's whatever, 25. She's got to be, whatever. you know, close so. to 18, maybe 16 years old, Eloise. Like, okay. Yeah. 
because she already has a sister that's born after her that's married off. She's a countess. So, like, girl, you're going to wind up a spinster, you know, with cats at this Oh, uh, was the other sister? The other sister was married off already. I think she's already married. Was she, she wasn't off. older than Daphne? Uh, I don't think she's older. I think she might be young. Well, she may be older. I, I think What's she's her name? Younger. I don't remember. Because her name is Francesca. Oh. So she's after da- Daphne. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if she, I don't know how you become a countess without like being married, being the third daughter after all the boys. I, I think she was already married off. Because she wasn't, she wasn't, or maybe she's in school, not in England. I think she was, she was away. I think she was away at school. She was oh, away. Was she, was she a de- I don't remember her being a countess, but I didn't really pay attention to her. To be completely honest, she wasn't there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Whenever she, she popped up, I was like, there. "Oh, there's another kid." Oh, okay. Well, there's just so many of them. So, um, uh, I, I, um. Oh, what did I write down? I like so when I kind of when I kind of realized that this was a, a like a romance novel, then I literally like the whole thing kind of just pulled like it just kind of pulled everything together because in the romance novel there's it's a pretty like it's like a Regency era romance novel. It's pretty standard. It's like yeah, the art. you have the you have the debut of this this young. Um, young woman she somehow catches the eye of some like high-ranking noble they have squabbles he's you know he he has some some dark shady kind of past or whatever he's a rake he's a you know philanderer or whatever and she's all virginal and stuff and so and so, you know, somehow they get together, they're forced by circumstances to get married. And then, you know, and then the steamy, sexy part is after they get married and they kind of squabble once they're married. And then at the end, she gets pregnant and has a baby. Yeah. And they live happily ever after. That's literally, That's literally it. That's it. literally it. And so once I figured that I was like, oh, I don't have to be worried about anything because i know yeah. exactly what's gonna happen yeah i'm gonna work out and and so like, that's how i felt too i felt <laughs> like okay this these main because i was rooting for daphne and simon i was just like this boy just needs some sort of happiness and yeah. she's so pure and like doesn't know and at some point in our lives we've all been maybe not Daphne to that degree, but we've all like not known something or not known how life was going to turn out for us. Right. Um, right. And you have all the mothers of this show very much like Mrs. Bennett from Jane Austen. That's the only thing they can care about is their daughters getting married off and being well taken care of. So they don't have to like come back into the home um, and elevate the family to some degree. Right. I think for me, I was really offended by how little they told the girls about like sex and pregnancy everything i was really offended by that and i was like this is the most ridiculous like that part was that was insane to me that that part was out that was like i can't even bend my mind i know it's fiction i can't bend my mind to no because who would do that to their child (laughs) there's so many there's so many boys in the family like maybe colin who's like weak doesn't know but like 
when Eloise walks in the room and she's like, how is the baby made? <laughs> I just couldn't, I was like, I couldn't believe that. I, well, it I, wasn't just the Bridgertons. It was the Featheringtons who lived across the I street know. as well. Like, I know. I know polite society, like that wasn't talked about, but you can't, they, you can't not know, <sighs> especially when you know they have a farm somewhere. So right. maybe that's the difference is like when you were in society, unless you knew about scandals, you, you did not know how, if you, you weren't around farm animals, so you didn't know how they, oh my you wouldn't think it was the same. The fact that Daphne's mother couldn't even tell her what to, she's like, oh, it's just going to be, it's going to hurt. Yeah. She doesn't, I don't even think she knew, like, do, do, do we touch each other? Like, I cannot she knew believe. absolutely nothing. So their first act of love I was shocked that it went down as well as it did (laughs) (laughs) just because I'm like this is gonna be awkward um yeah all the sex that happened afterwards was just the music Taylor Swift I love Taylor Swift um so all of that oh were those Taylor Swift songs I didn't yeah one of them was like wildest dreams I think um I think that was when they were outside in the rain um all those scenes, I, I she learned very quickly. Um, well, yes, yeah, she did. She, I mean, she had to. Um, uh, I, Simon is gorgeous, and God, so so amazing. Sure, <laughs> she learns she, right, and they actually liked each other. They did. I was worried about that. I know it was fake, and I knew that they would get there, but I don't know, Daphne. I can't think about her with without thinking about the scene that some people don't consider rape i definitely have talked to friends about it and they don't consider that what happened rape um i think it was a lot worse in the books i haven't read the book yet but i at some point i'll get to it um once daphne found out that simon could have children and just was didn't want to because he promised his father or it was maybe terrified because of what happened to his mother. She died in childbirth, Mm -hmm. um, which I think to some degree he loved his wife and didn't love Daphne, his wife and didn't want anything bad to happen to her. But I am very law and order minded. So like once Mm. she found out that shit was premeditated and Mm. I men can be raped. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a thing that we don't talk about in society. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, that was really kind of cringy because like it happened and he was like, I mean, he couldn't stop it. She couldn't stop it. He knew it was happening, but it, it just had happened. And then like next scene and you're just like, uh, that part was cringy. Th- did y'all like, and they were fighting anyway. So I'm just like, uh yeah it was crazy. Uh, so i could not get that out of my head about her character i mean mm-hmm. i was glad that she was willing to take life by the reins and, and and like be not so meek and naive but girl like mm-hmm. i don't know i i'm a, kind of a talker so i would have I've been like can we talk about this or like mm-hmm. maybe later on in life because he did see there were all these scenes where they went to the town and she was good with children and maybe he right. wouldn't come around, but mm-hmm. maybe not. I, I thought maybe you guys need to be married a little bit longer before, you know, you have a child and 
at some point, I think he would want an heir. I know that the legacy, his father did really hurt him and his father was a monster. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, and, and, and Simon had been tucked away in all these places and had all these opportunities and didn't want to be that. And to his own right, he was his own man and was, was, I just, I don't know. That was just so cringy for me. And I, and some people were yeah. like, it wasn't rape because that was his wife and he was into it and he uh, tried. And I'm like, I don't know. I, maybe I don't, I, call I don't it know. That, but that's what it was. Okay. I, it was, it was very uncomfortable. Like yeah. that whole situation was very uncomfortable. I don't, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that I definitely stopped like for an hour of watching because I was like this. I don't remember reading anything like like I don't remember mm. this being a, a thing. And that's an uncomfortable topic and, mm -hmm. and subject in relationships anyway. But mm -hmm. the lead up to it was just not the best. And then mm -hmm. for me, the part that was even more heartbreaking was when they were at the theater and I don't know. Apparently I, I saw this scene differently than everybody else, but when she gets up and she goes into the other the bathroom and her mother's there, could Simon hear her crying? Or was that like, some people said that there's no way he could have heard her. And I was like, no. maybe she just went in another room, but she definitely got her period. And so she, yeah. we find out she's not pregnant. And I don't know if he could hear her crying, but I thought that he could. And I thought that he wanted the child too. So mm. there was like this look in his face, like, yeah, I, I really didn't want it. But, but if she did get pregnant, I would have been okay with it. Mm. I, so that I was like heartbreaking. I, I didn't did think that he could hear her. That way? Okay. I, I didn't think that he could hear her. Um, I, I, I didn't think that he could hear her. I, okay. um, yeah, I, I, I think ultimately, like, they did, they, like, they loved each other. And so yeah. I think that, um, you know, Simon, well, I mean, at, by the end of it, he came around to the idea of, have, of having a baby, but yeah. his past traumas were were deep were deep and they were completely understandable like yeah like he wanted to you know he wanted to get his revenge on his father and he did that by you know by saying that making that vow he made to his father and it's like yes I completely understand why he is why he like the way he is yeah I, think that I totally understood it enough uh, of a I, background I didn't think that he was he and he Simon never came off as like he came off at at the beginning like a little bit like snooty a little bit but he's a duke right so right. but um he never came off as like a bad person or you know like i never i think to to lady danbury's you know um to her good parenting skills like he came off as like a or, or actually might just be the characterization of um his characterization he came off as like a woolly like a fully like a well-rounded character we yes. knew why he acted the way that he acted 
Um, we saw him develop his feelings for Daphne and like what, but even like after they got married, why he felt the way that he felt. Um, I thought that they did a good job with, with his character development. Um, yeah. Daphne felt pretty um, one dimensional a lot. Yeah. She, there was no growth for her. Yeah, Not for she felt... me. But maybe later, I mean, she had that one moment of I'm going to be independent and not be weak and not have to rely on a man to tell me everything. But I think that that she had, I mean, because her husband, Simon, was so dimensional that mm -hmm. she didn't have to be. And a lot of like Harlequin romances, the woman has to make the choice because the man is usually like a beast. And we don't find mm -hmm. out maybe until later why. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, as the the watcher, the viewer, we knew like early on. Okay, this man is dimensional. Like he's going to tell his own story, which is rare. They don't normally in this time period. Men don't really get to tell you who they are and why they are the way that they are. Um, this like Byronic hero. Even mm -hmm. when he spoke up about them getting married, them getting the license to get married, Daphne mm -hmm. was like, I'm going to go into this and I'm going to lie. So we yeah. can, we can, and I was like, this queen is not fooled by, by you. Like she yeah. gave you the title, this gem of the season and she can easily take it away. Um, especially after she threw her nephew into the ring i and thought i really like prince Frederick. i liked him My God. <laughs> i thought he would have made like, a great husband he but then so sweet would she, but there you know there is no more pressure so would she have won not really in the end but um well, but yeah there was no <laughs> there was no pressure but like you could have gone to freaking france i mean we, we yeah could've, they could have played you know, out i checked i checked that he said that he wanted to stay in the he said he yeah wanted he wanted to stay, to stay in the uk and, like, and as long as the queen he right. was perfect for her they were perfect <laughs> i i i think she could have let him down a little bit better than she did yeah. because yeah. you know you stole him from your nemesis what was yeah. it cal Pert? well like the evil girl every movie has a mean she girl. just but you stole her from i was so distracted <laughs> by her hair it looked like a bird's nest <laughs> and i was just uh, well, really distracted that's another thing all of the fashion all of that was intentional like all of the yeah. colors um, the feathers yeah. in the gilded cages. I think that that was definitely a play on women being trapped by having to marry, um, which which a lot of people were like, there were so many feathers in the hair. I'm like that happened at that time. But I think that was another way of women like taking back their power, letting you know that this was there and all the gowns, mm. the beautiful gowns, the beautiful colors. Gowns. Uh, I love the Bridgerton like blues. Oh man. All of the Bridgerton blues. Every time like all of the bl blue gowns, the blues and the, the like, green. teals. Yeah. yeah. The teal velvet jackets on the men. I just, I love it. I love Did that. Did you so much. notice? Well, you said Bridgerton blue. So Bridgerton blue plus Hastings red equaled the purple that they were wearing at the end after she got married did you oh, notice that no i did <laughs> yeah not, but uh i will investigate that yeah but blue and reds make purple he yes because he he was his colors were red 
it's like red and gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Red and gold. The Lannister yeah. red um, and gold. And her colors, her family colors were blue and light green, which were mm-hmm. the in-season colors for that season. Oh, I love and so it. she wore the blue and he wore the red. And when they got engaged, everybody wore purple. I did not notice that. It's also go very regal anyway, if we go down to, yeah. There's like, a, there were a lot of little things that when I was watching, I was like, oh, uh, uh. I, I think just, just all of the purple, the statue of Athena, I think when she was like having that moment with her mother, mm-hmm. um, if you go into like Greek mythology, I feel like it, that's how I feel like I should have known rape was happening because you know the story of Athena and Hephaestion. She was beautiful. Yeah. She didn't want to have children. She had sex with Hephaestion. He ejaculated on her leg. I don't know the proper term. It's a safe term to use that. Um, and so maybe we should I, we should have known that this was coming. For those of mm. us that like didn't read the book series, we knew something was coming with her possibly getting pregnant and having mm. to lie to her family about it. Um, I'm hoping that in time Daphne matures more because she's a mother now. Mm-hmm. Um, down to like literally giving birth in the same room that Simon was born in. Mm-hmm. Um, but he I was much so. more supportive than his father. He was way more supportive. He was just a better person than his father. His father yeah, was a and it, complete he shouldn't asshole. have been that way. Like, I, I feel like history shows you only go like one or two ways after that. And that's why I think he was so lovable and why Anthony kind of pissed me off because we didn't know, we don't know Anthony's father. Um, he's already dead by the time this the Bridgerton's mm-hmm. dad, he's already dead by the time this happens. Um, and Anthony was such a rake. <laughs> but I, I mean, he's going to get better, I assume. But he's just. Yeah, I think he has, he just had to, mat- he had to mature into his yeah. role. I think he's afraid, too. He's very much like Benedict. Like, he just wanted to, like, sow his wild oats. Like, have that point in life. And now he has to make sure that the family is well taken care of and cared for. And it's not like Simon. Simon doesn't have, like, siblings that he has to provide for. Like, he can choose to do whatever he wants. And if the family would have died with him fine you know he didn't really care about the society which you know he didn't want to play right. all those games of I'm going to pretend to be married to you or engaged to you I don't want to do any of these dances I'm only doing it because I have to as I take this title that's the only reason why he was here really and truthfully right I don't know where Simon was like in the meantime but he could have just gone back to his life and been fine and this would have been very very short um yeah. What'd you think about um would you think about the portrayals of the like lower classes that we saw? Yeah, so we saw um Will was one and there were just other people in the background mm-hmm. feathering to that um Daphne's They were mostly in the background. In the background, yeah. Yeah. Um I think for me, Sienna, the opera singer, um, I would love to know more about her story we uh, we mm-hmm. kind of know from Genevieve who is Benedict's love interest and she made all of the dresses mm-hmm. she's not really from France because no. her accent <laughs> <laughs> I 
while terrible, um, much better than mine, kind of came in and went depending on who she uh, made. Yeah, she put it. For. She put it on, which I was like, "You better be innovative, girl, right?" And she make that money <laughs> exactly. So she make her money. I have no problem with that as a black woman, like her doing that. Oh no, Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. get this money. Sienna was Mm-mm. very talented as an opera singer, and she, she was, was very talented in mm-hmm. the scraps or not in the scraps of clothing that mm-hmm. she had to take. Um, that's all that we saw. We saw those two yeah. and then Will and then everybody in the background. Um, we saw those two, Will and his family. Right. Which um, I think so what, beautiful. I think what attracted Simon to like them is that, oh, here's a, like a night, like a good functioning family where the mom and dad love each other and like they love right. the kids. Right. So of course Simon would be attracted. That. Yeah. So he was attracted to them. And then at, at when we when they went up to Hastings after the wedding and we saw the woman. Right, the, we saw the, the pregnant farm, woman. The pregnant the, woman and the, the town. Farmers, and we call them the townspeople. Yeah. yeah. But they were all of, like most, except for the except for the two women in Will, like every basically they were background, which which you know, I you know, How I could I could critique that? that, but this uh, this is a live action romance novel so it kind of that's just sort of what it is yes yeah you know i think it's hard to to not include them because that's such a big part of what's going on mm -hmm. but if we're following a duke and a duchess right we're not going to know about we're going to see them in the room yeah we're going to the different balls we're going to visit with the queen we're that's what we're doing we're not kind of well, going to you, East London and, right, and going the to the, like the fish markets or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we got a taste of that where Marina was threatened with like, this is going to be your life. If we you did, we did. Yeah. To be this single mother, which was a definite stigma of that time. Oh, for uh, sure. Which was, that was like, for someone who's never known that, that is terrifying. A terrifying thought to fall right. so fast and so far. Um, what do you think about, I guess the, the woman who ran the Duke's house in Hastings, um, I I was like, uh, uh, she, she, she she was, I got, and this is sort of, I just picked up on the, like, this is how we've been doing things forever. Right. Vibe. We're not like that was the it. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I know you're new and like you're that's cute or whatever, but we're not really, we're going to do exactly like we're going to do this thing. <laughs> Daphne that had no clue how to run a house. And that's she not what she was trained which, for. Like, well, she, she said that her mother. So I imagine that Daphne was, would have been fine with running a house that was like not quite as a normal house. Right. Not as not a, Hastings. Not a, no <laughs> so but you know i thought and the, again like the 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 different like we only saw one or two yeah house you know people house uh the maids and the servants we only saw a couple of them and like only a couple of them had speaking roles basically the rest were background and so yeah. like if this were anything else honestly i would I would have a like I have a more robust critique of like the dynamics but 
girl, this is a romance novel. <laughs> yeah, this, this is it. yeah, I I had to compare it to one of my favorite. I love Pride and Prejudice, but one of my favorite like adaptions is uh, I don't know if you know this, but you probably do. North and South by Elizabeth Gaskell. Yes, um, yes, I do know. North I and love yes. that whole concept. Um, I love knowing how the other half lives. Mm-hmm. Um, what was going on the time frame is probably mm-hmm. just about right just we're I mean not we're moving into like industrial revolution in the UK a, a little so, bit later in the 1800s a little bit later in the 1800s mm-hmm. especially when we start getting into disparities between the working class and the non-working class and the south versus northern ideals mm-hmm. so this wasn't that and I had to keep telling myself that like Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. isn't like you said this is a love story we're mm-hmm. not going to hear about like how the other people feel right and no how they're how they're living and the terrible right. working conditions that they're in we're this is we're gonna going to be about gowns and balls gowns and, and, and colors and balls <laughs> and yeah this this and like, society gossip which society gossip right. which <laughs> is running this whole town like even yeah. daphne couldn't even escape it when she made it to hastings because she messed up by not killing any of the pigs right who, who would have known come on i mean i would want to free the pigs <laughs> too i'm very like all for animals but these people had to eat girl so yeah. like you even you messed up there you messed up with the head of house like she'll i want to i want them to like zoom back in on them you know in five to ten years and see because i think she'll be better they'll, they'll their love will go stronger hopefully mm-hmm. and maybe a few more children down the way Yeah, I think that they're gonna, they'll end up happy, happily ever after. So I am, I, I love a good Regency romance novel. (laughs) I, I'm, we could, you know, I'm not gonna go on for days. I'm not gonna be, I can't, I'm not gonna be like doing heavy critiques. I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy the like, enjoy the beautiful gowns and the, the steamy romance and yeah. <laughs> that's it <laughs> I feel like there were things that I didn't I didn't see and there were there when you think about like the Shonda formula that she normally gives us there we was yes she, she this is the formula I mean there were things like Marina's character I feel like you know issues of suicide that was that was in there and I was like oh um possible you know, how she was treated really for me was the worst part. Um, but also one thing we, we didn't talk about the Featheringtons, the neighboring competition, or, you know, they have this whole Cinderella backstory the two twins that are thin and then the girl who's fat and, you know, has got this kind of, she's all that, but she just needs like a, a glam. Penelope a, was Penelope so cute and like l- little, I, I was like, how tall is he? She, she's the smallest person. I've, like, she, she's so tiny. I know. She's so precious. She's so cute. And she I just wanted Cinderella. the best for her. And and then I, when we found out that she was Lady Whistledown, I was like, you better work, Penelope. Well, she's going to keep their family going because they have nothing. Their father lost everything on well, that. Well, he got, it, he got it back in the end with his, with Will throwing the, throwing the fight. Yeah, so. but still, I mean, how are they? They're already shunned from society, from the Queen's party. Like, yeah. Well, Penelope's well, going to keep helps. them going. Yeah. Daphne helps. 
but I'm like Colin. I think the, the love okay. of her life is like not. I just personally, um, because I love drama, I was like, Penelope, why aren't you looking at Eloise? She's right there. Like she's right, <laughs> she's right here. Like she's your best friend, who's kind of been the kindest person to you and, and was willing to protect you from Lady Whistledown and she didn't even know who you were. She yeah. didn't know that you were her. So I'm all for lesbian romance. Uh, I thought that they would end up together. I we'll thought see. they would end up together. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Sonda's not gonna I don't know if she's not big on I that. think they work. Um I think they work. I'm team Eloise and Penelope. Um, and I'm, I love that Penelope is Lady Whistledown cause that's just hilarious. Cause she's yeah. so cute and so sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. But I guess and not. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know edge. how Colin d- doesn't see her. Like he sees her, but doesn't see her. Yeah. And yeah, that's why she got so upset with the fake marriage between him and Marina or the, the engagement. Listen, she said, uh, Lady Whistledown will take this will take this into her own hands and right. she was like I this. did not but she was like the Cinderella I, I liked her I hated her mother I hated the, the evil awful. sisters who were mean to her she will like be prosperous in the end but she will. all in all this wasn't a bad Regency period it was different we needed it was that. different and I I enjoyed it um I I recommend it if you're just looking like if you just want to um a, like to watch a romance novel because you enjoy reading there's a lot of fan fiction you guys that has been written about Bridgerton now has there been that, fan fiction already there is fan oh, fiction girl. already i i'm not surprised the tumblers and the <laughs> um there's fan fiction i feel like you want the couple that you didn't see together you name it you put it oh, together oh that's fair yeah that's uh, true that's true or it's the Listen, you the character if, yeah if you didn't if you wanted daphne to end up with prince frederick you write that fan fiction girl yeah you write do it, it. <laughs> you write i just it. think that in in the year of our lord 2021 we can be serious about things we can have think pieces a mile long about things but we also don't need to tear things down to the point of like not being able to have anything. Um, Cause I didn't want to go too in on the things that I didn't see. Sure. Everyone knew what they were, but all in all, I was like, I was happy by this. I'd give it like mm-hmm. eight, eight out of 10, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. on Netflix rating four out of five stars um, or 3.5 mm-hmm. out of five. If they look I would give system. it, I would give it a four out of five for, yeah. Um. Yeah, I would it give kept it us entertained. It was entertaining. Yeah, yeah. They did it. The production value was amazing. It was so good. Um, I I I had the great fortune of visiting Bath and Bath, and um, it's literally one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my entire life. So, ten out of ten. Super accurate. Like <sighs> beautiful. All of it. There are although there was um some of the scenes where they were like filming in the street. Um, I did notice like a line on the road, like designating like which side the car should be on. And I was like, that oh. didn't come until like the 1900s, but that's cool. We can, I can mentally oh, can ignore girl. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just erase it. But erase everything it else was yeah. pretty historically accurate. <laughs> um, 
the houses, fun fact for those of you that like like history, um, where Queen and Queen Charlotte and King George lived, um, that was they were transitioning to Buckingham Palace at this time. So this place was Buckingham House. And I think they were showing like renovations to it. It was being renovated at that time. So they would have been the first to live in Buckingham Palace for those of you that really wanted to know. Oh, and the Bridgerton take. House, Come the on. Bridgerton's house was based on Althorpe, which is our beloved Diana, um, Princess of Wales's house. Uh, Shondo, they wanted it to be pretty historically accurate for the time frame. So all that Bridgerton blue that we love, um, the reason why we love it is because we've seen it before. Diana was a big fan of blue. If any of you guys watched The Crown or didn't watch The Crown and know anything about Princess Diana. Um, yeah. So I thought that that was nice. I was like, why does this feel from, you know, when you watch things and you're like, this feels so familiar, not just because mm-hmm. I've been there, but like, this feels very familiar. This looks very, what, where have I seen this before? And so I'm doing some, a little bit of digging. I was like, oh, Okay, good. That's why it was aesthetically, their house was aesthetically pleasing to me. Mm. It felt like safe and mm-hmm. familial. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go um, Shonda, get that Netflix bag. Girl. All right. Thank you to Shonda Land for yes. producing this. Um, peace. Appreciate you, girl. All right, Miss Pastel. Well, Miss Lavender, thank you for um for for being here. Yeah, for our first um for our first episode with you guest co-hosting. So I appreciate you anytime. Um, so and um we'll be back in a couple in a few weeks, and we're gonna talk about Wandavision. Yes. Which I'm super excited to talk about. So, yes, I have started WandaVision. I have avoided <laughs> it like the plague and I blocked every single instance of it coming up. I've seen no spoilers. So, I'm literally taking it one episode at a time. All um, right. So, yeah. Well, I look forward to chatting with you about it. Definitely. Um, so, you guys. Uh, thanks for listening this afternoon or today or whatever, whatever you listen to this. Um, <laughs> feel free to follow us on the social medias at um, BLK Mrs. Pod. You're welcome to send us an email at BLK Mrs. Pod. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. All right. Bye, Miss Pestel. Bye, Miss Lavender.